welcome to the LCS Health Services Division podcast. I'm your host for today, Tony Galvan, Director of Health and Wellness for Life Care Services. And um, today, really excited to have with us um, a few individuals from the Care Merge team. So hi, everybody. How's it going today? Hello. Hey, thanks for having us. Hi, guys. Um, so we have uh, with us today, we have uh, Nancy Koenig, who's the CEO of CareMerge. Uh, we have Mary uh, Jean Grassi, who um, she just um, gave me a great phonetic way on how to pronounce her last name. Uh, she's the <laughs> vice president of client success for CareMerge. We have Josh uh, Studzinski, uh, who's the vice president of marketing for CareMerge. And we have Kim Kessler, uh, who's the vice president of product at CareMerge. So uh, thank you guys for joining me today. Thanks, Thanks for Tony. Having us. It's great to be here. Yeah, and so um, you know we've been we've been doing these podcasts uh, for a couple of years now, and it's uh, it's always great when we sort of think about the different topics that we're putting out there for for different audiences. Um, the, the concept of technology um, has always been a high priority for us, and when we think about some of our strategic partners in particular, uh, you know certainly you guys rise right up to the top of the list, and we've been partnering with you guys um, for well over a handful of years now. Yeah, thank uh, you for that. Yeah. We enjoy yeah. it. We enjoy it. Yeah, it's been it's been a great relationship uh, and partnership with you guys in this space. So, just thought it made sense to kind of get together uh, and to have a conversation regarding um, just the latest and greatest. Um, again, it's uh, you know to us, it's a very important space. Uh, it's a very important solution type um, that our communities historically um, have been curious about, have been implementing, again, in some way, shape, or form. Uh, and it's been just really interesting, um, just kind of the journey when we think about this type of a solution uh, in terms of how communities adopt it, how communities leverage it, and how they make it a part of their story and a part of that resident experience um, overall. So I think catching up with um, not only one of our strategic partners, but what we consider to be a leader in the space um, is just important um, to have people understand what the latest and greatest is. So um, really appreciate you guys taking taking the time here. Um, so specifically, where I wanted to start was, was with you, Nancy. Uh, and I think um, having your perspective on, on the space as a whole um, is one of the most valuable things. Uh, and, and, and before getting into the specifics, um, again, I, I sometimes assume and take for granted myself when people think about care merge, you know, kind of what, what comes to mind. Maybe just give our listeners a brief overview of when they think about, you know, the, the specific solutions. What, what should come to mind when they think about care merge? Yeah. So first of all, thanks for having us here. I think this is an awesome forum because I can imagine your staff listening to this, commuting back and forth to work. I think it makes the information really accessible. So great idea. And we're, we're really excited to be here. Uh, CareMerge, our uh, place in the market, the solutions that we bring to market are a combination of engagement solutions and clinical EHR solutions. Those clinical EHR solutions are targeted to the assisted living space. Um, and the reason we do that is we are viewing this, this aging experience as an ecosystem. And so our, our company was founded on the philosophy of bringing all the stakeholders together in one platform. If you think about IT, the IT industry now, we've created a little bit of an artificial division between these types of solutions. But if you put the resident at the center, then you need a platform approach that involves all the stakeholders. And so that's the approach that we've taken. But we're known for resident and family engagement and EHR solutions for the assisted living and memory care segment. 
And, and when I think about, again, whether it's at the community level or specific within senior living, uh, and, and, I, and I want your guys' kind of perspective on this, um, it's easy to, to kind of give that a name or give that a term. We sort of loosely use the term, you know, resident portal, and, and that might be outdated, that might be inaccurate. So yeah. if, if you had to have someone, again, sort of think about this space and specific to Care Merge, how would you have them when they think about the tangible solutions yeah. themselves, yep. right? Because again, the idea of resident engagement, even that can mean a million different things, it right? Can. Uh, family engagement can mean a bunch of different things, right? It's yeah. sort of vague and kind of general. General. So, um, if you had to give someone uh, um, sort of that that term or the phrase or kind of the verbiage to go by, well, mm-hmm. what, what's kind of the, the latest with you these days? Well, it, it's interesting that you ask at this point because we are right now um, working on our future strategy, and so we're having deep discussions about what does this really mean. And um, the engagement is a term that most people know, and they can associate it with a type of uh, solution. But if you step back from what is engagement intended to do, it's an intended to promote wellness and independence um, and safety and security. And so what we're talking about in our strategic conversations, how do we drive engagement to achieve that higher level benefit? for residents and communities. So I think engagement is what people know, and so I hate to give them another jargony term, um, but our viewpoint on it is to really promote wellness. And and I I think that's so important because again, um, when I think about this space in particular, over the last decade, it's kind of ebbed and flowed. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, we've seen penetration and players sort of come and go. We've yeah. seen rebranding. We've seen, um, uh, again, it's it's almost like a, um, kind of peaks and valleys uh, yeah. when, when you think about the space itself. So um, I think you're doing the, the consumer and that senior living provider a service by having them kind of rethink um, what that mm-hmm. terminology is because sometimes we can get stuck in our own kind of world of language too where we oftentimes don't appreciate the full scope of, of a solution mm-hmm. and, and what maybe it can provide unless we're thinking about it in a specific way. So yeah, I, I, it, what, the, what is the ultimate goal we're driving for? What's the ultimate uh, value that we want to deliver? This is Kim. Uh, portals weren't very engaging. So I know that you were, you've experienced different resident portal solutions. And I I think another way that we've seen it changed and why resident wellness and resident engagement is on the forefront of our mind is because the legacy model for what is resident communication, um, I think it started from maybe print and TV. And when web was highly adopted by older adults, portal became the the go-to. Okay, let's bring outside content in, but it actually wasn't very engaging for residents. So I think one of the things we love seeing with the LCS communities and other adopters for community engagement, for example, is that staff and residents are creating content and the way technology has evolved has really allowed us to make it an engaging experience through more than just web, through mobile and voice as well now. That's a great point, Kim. And and I think that's a good segue um, 
Nancy, to kind of describing how you feel the space um, has evolved as well. So, so Kim, Kim brings up a great point. Again, at the community level, you think about how residents were being engaged with, communicated with, um, you know, and, and paper um, is far from um, being obsolete in our communities. But again, there is that evolution of um, gravitating more towards something that's online and web-based. So, so t t taking a huge step back yeah. uh, fr from your standpoint, how have you seen um, the space evolved and um, sort of, I, I kind of mentioned, you know, peaks and valleys, ebbs and flows. I sort of think about that in terms of relevance yeah. um, as far as, as senior living providers um, keeping something like a portal solution on their radar. Mm -hmm. um, so, so what do you think about that from your perspective? How have you seen the, the space evolve? Well, first of all, I want to point out, you know, Kim's insight to this is why she's in the role that she's in and why she's so great at it. Um, because she's dead on in, in if we evolved from print and TV channels and green screens and portals, um, how I've seen the space evolve in, in the two years that I've been here, there's a rapid adoption of new technologies. The fact that uh, voice has become so pre prevalent in this market so quickly just shows that people are open to new ideas to accomplish the, the value that they want to deliver to residents. And, um, and they're game for it. And some of the communities within LCS have been really game for it. And that's been just such a great joy for us to work with folks like that who have no fear and um, are realistic around what it takes to adopt new technologies and um, be open to change management and flexible and nimble and um, ready to go. So I think we've seen just a rapid adoption of and new technologies coming into the market through point solutions. What I think becomes important in the future in order for these point solutions to be impactful is we have to, all of us, everyone in the market, adopt open architecture approaches. Um, closed architectures are a thing of the past and um, in order to unencumber workflow across systems and really not lock up someone's data, you need to be able to integrate with different solutions because operators, communities are going to have their own unique strategy. They're gonna select solutions that help them achieve that goal and they need the solutions to work together seamlessly. And that should be a demand that operators make. Well, and when you think about demand, how do you feel you're striking a balance between what the operators want to your point and ultimately what that end user, i.e. the resident, wants. How, how are you guys striking that balance? Well, I think um, we view residents as those are the people we serve. And if, uh, if I can just state sort of our, our why, you know, our why, the why we exist is that we all believe that this stage of your life, you've earned the right to be free of stress and enjoy family, enjoy um, your uh, hobbies and the things that, that bring you laughter and fun. And so residents are the people we serve. Our, our clients are the, are the organizations that we partner with because most of our clients have that same goal as well. Beans, I, what I enjoy about this industry is that so many of our clients are mission-based. And um, I think that is the hardest thing in business to achieve. 
balance between mission and what you need to do um, to be a highly valuable operator. So um, I think some of our clients do some of the hardest work in, in business for that reason. Do you find in any way that you've had to either adapt or evolve as a company, as an organization, given the shift maybe, or even the kind of the change in habits that you're seeing, again, from from sort of those two categories of, of clients, I guess, if you will, right? So you think about senior living organizations and maybe how their thinking has evolved when you, when you consider the last maybe three, five, seven, nine years, Mm -hmm. but then also um, kind of the tech-based habits of the resident themselves and how those have evolved over the next, over the, you know, the last um, decade or so. So what have you guys had to do to sort of keep up with that or change with that exactly? So um, uh, two years ago, uh, we made a very strong push into being an agile organization. So our um, development capabilities have really evolved and evolved with speed and quality of execution. So um, we believe um, the fact we believe execution is a competitive advantage. And uh, execution also implies that you need to have the speed to meet the market. So that's how we've changed. I would say the other uh, area that we have modified our approach in keeping with our mission is in Mary's organization and client success. So, um, you know, we have um, really taken the approach that you know, adoption and success and um, sharing best practices across our 400 communities, that is part of our job. And Mary's team has done a lot of work in that area. And and so specifically, Nancy, when you think about, um, and I don't know if the term diversifying is, is, is the appropriate term, but when you think about your areas of focus, mm-hmm. right? And, and kind of branching off of the core competencies and sort of your decision along with others on the team to sort of go down specific paths, right? Uh, what do you think are some of the biggest influencers behind that? Like what helps you guide, helps you all guide that direction? Well, I think um, uh, the thing that we try to remember is just because we could build it doesn't mean we should build it. That's a great point. <laughs> uh, so uh, we spend a lot, ta- lot of time talking about that. And when you have, you know, a really strong and talented technical team, you know, they can make anything happen. The question is what and what should you do? And so what we try to guide ourselves to are what, how do we deliver the, the highest value for our clients and our residents? And so when we're looking at new initiatives we are really working hard to look at it through that lens and not um you know be responsive you know to you know a new entrant you know and overcorrect or um really engage with our clients around new ideas how do we deliver them in a way that will serve the market and not uh, not just a custom solution um you know, one of our clients, the CIO, said, well, customization kills. And I think you can get really swayed by custom solutions. But if you've been in technology for a while, you know that two, three years down the line, you know that solution isn't going to move forward with you. So we work really hard to take new ideas that we may encounter with our clients and mainstream them in a way that can benefit the market. And I believe that we also walk the walk with our residents, with our staff members, and that's been a big change over the past year and a half, I would say. Um, you know, if we have questions about how something, how we believe something should work, 
we go out into the market and we test it. We work with residents to understand what their needs are. And if there's a common denominator there, <laughs> then a common feature that they all are asking for or a common problem that they're all having, that's what we're going to go and solve. Um, as opposed to us just sitting in here discussing ideas and all the things that we can do, we test it in the market. And I think that's a major difference. And that's incredibly important, um, you know, as we're exposed to, and I'm sure it's not limited to LCS, I, I imagine it's it's um, all senior living providers, um, as we're exposed to just sort of the, the sea of tech-based solutions that are out there, um, and, you know, we're um, asked for, you know, take part in a demo, you know, test this out, pilot this. Um, inevitably, one of the main questions that we're asking is, um, you know, has this even gotten in front of a resident group? Like, like, have you even tested this out in a real world setting um, with that end user in mind? Uh, and I'm always amazed at, at how high of a percentage of folks um, haven't even gotten to that point. Right. Uh, and, and they're seeking, and in fairness, sometimes you need to test things out, you know, first. Um, but, but it always just amazes me um, how, how that isn't a box that's checked prior to coming to the, you know, to, to the provider themselves. So um, I think that's... Um, that's a great point uh, in terms of your um, getting in front of that that core group prior to kind of rolling something out. Right. Absolutely. Even before we that idea hits requirements, you know, we're out for Care Merge Voice as an example. We went and Kim actually interviewed residents, probably I don't know, 30 to 40 residents individually to gain feedback and then took that feedback and implemented it. And we have some exciting feedback to share about Care Merge Voice and some of that of what we heard. Um, you know, removing the ask my community before you say command to get community information. And that's gone as of today. So um, we listen and we and it's it's Actually, it's one of the things I enjoy most. And, you know, I'm able to back up our product a lot more, and the client success team is very bought in because of those reasons. Um, Nancy, taking a step back from just from Care Merge, um, when you think about your space as a whole, and you're certainly you're, you're cognizant of, of sort of this this area. Um, talk a little bit about what excites you the most about this space as a whole. Um, and how you see it continuing to be um, a significant part on how a senior living provider um, continues to sort of meet their mission and, and, and provide value in that senior living experience. Because again, I feel like there's a reason why um, there's been a relative uptick, uh, again, in this space. When, when I think about the last couple of years in particular, uh, or maybe the few prior, it, it just wasn't as as relevant. I, I, I'm sort of, and this is just subjective, but, but I feel like it's on the upswing, yeah. um, that people are, are really thinking about these solution types. So, so not, not limited to Care Merge, just as a leader in the field, in the mm -hmm. space, um, how have you seen that evolve, and, and what excites you the most about that? Well, and you've been around this space and, and, you know, your feeling of an uptick is very real because you've, you've been in the market and um, have been at the forefront of some of these technologies. And, and I feel the upswing, too, uh, around engagement solutions. And I think it's because there are, still, um, there are still challenges out there that haven't been fully met. One of the things that... Um, that I think is a promise not delivered on yet is the promise of family engagement. Um, so we, we were at the forefront 
and still are at the forefront of solutions to engage families. Um, and LCS has had some phenomenal success in that area. Um, we still can do more to bring them in and make them part of the aging experience and improve their their experience of aging because aging isn't just happening to the residents that we're serving, it's happening to everyone um, that has a relationship with that individual. And uh, you know, I tell my team, I'm our demographic for family members and um, in terms of you know what they need. So uh, transparency and visibility into uh, care, um, you know, some exposure to activities of daily living. These are the things that the adult daughter, the adult son are thinking about and wondering about and worrying about. And so we haven't quite delivered on that promise yet. So that's what excites me because I feel that those are life-changing that we can deliver. Um, Delivering on the promise of moving from resident communication to engagement with outcomes that are wellness-based. So um, really proving that engagement solutions can reduce social isolation, really proving that a well-balanced program can really deliver um, increased independence. And that increased independence, when we do that as a society, we are reducing the amount of dollars that are spent in the healthcare system. And that's good for everyone. So what excites me is I think there are some big problems that we are on the brink of really driving into in terms of solving. Yeah, and and I think um, part of what I really appreciate about what you just said are are, are a couple of terms, and that's challenges and problems. Because again, um, I imagine both at the community level and even at the sort of corporate level um, as it relates to senior living providers, um, there's an inundation of solutions that are being put in front of us. And it's no surprise that the vast majority are tech-based. And as you know, we probably have an average of a handful of demos per week that all of us are doing with, uh, with a variety of providers uh, and, and potential partners. And it's, it's always interesting when you think about the bottom line what is this sort of doing for me? Yeah. And and it's not uncommon to get the question from some of these folks, which is, you know, um, what challenge are we solving for you? Right. And it causes the the listener to sort of self-reflect and, and kind of ask themselves, this isn't really a problem that I have. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, while it's appreciated that somebody is, is considering some of these solutions behind the scene, kind of like what you were saying earlier, Mary, with, with sort of just coming up with things without even understanding if, if it's truly solving a problem. Um, I think your point on, you know, helping to um, meet challenges and solve some of these issues and with the details that you just presented, I think you are articulating true um, uh sort of service delivery um, um, examples that communities really are trying to meet. And I think your example on on the family aspect is a very um, true one and and a very real one that again, as communities think about the the list of things that they're trying to impact and and strategically where, where they're trying to go and evolve, I think that what you're saying, Nancy, really brings it back to the core of, of what they're there to do, right? Which is to provide a great experience for their, you know, for their loved ones. So I, I think that's a great point. Um, I think another thing too um, with technology is that it's moving and able to serve um, other older adults with um, maybe low vision where technology wasn't really helping them out as much as it could now. So if 
Uh, for example, I was at Friendship Village, uh, which is an LCS community, and there's two wide ranges of technology users there. I was with Molly in the Garden Homes, who is an independent resident who utilizes uh, Echo and Alexa to find out what's going on around the community, but she also uses the desktop version to find out um, what's going around her local group and also put in uh, all the people that live in these homes so they can interact with each other, each other and engage with each other. And then uh, I was in um, the West Wing where George, a low vision resident, was there and he was utilizing Alexa and talking about how that creates greater independence for him. So without a voice technology component, I said, how else were you getting information? He was like, well, people either told me or you know, I would just sometimes hear it along the way. And he wasn't getting that, uh, which led to a decline in his independence. So I said, what is this doing for you, George? How could, the, how could this help you out? He said, I just feel greater independence by having this solution. So you know, if I look back a couple years ago, that wouldn't be a, be a solution for him and the ability to get that information. So I think technology is at a point now where it could serve multiple needs across uh, older adults that are looking for something to help them out. So we're able to do that. Yeah, and, and what's so valuable about what you just said, Josh, is, is almost the simplicity of it. Correct. Right? Yep. This is, it's solving a need. Here's yep. how it's helping me. Yep. And, and you brought it down to a very kind of basic fundamental level for, you know, for what's relevant to, to a senior uh, in one of our communities. So exactly. And if you think about what Nancy said, putting the resident kind of at the center, George's needs are different than Molly's needs. So our solutions are kind of helping everybody else out with their own individual needs and how we can meet them with our solutions. That's a great segue, Josh, into um, sort of, uh, again, maybe reminding folks, um, again, because the, the space can be just so crazy congested and, and sort of, you know, who does what. Um, I Part of me wanting to, to connect with you guys um, and kind of use this platform and forum, um, part of it was to really remind people, um, certainly um, at the LCS level, um, again, when you think about Care Merge, here's kind of what should come to mind. You know, as one of our strategic partners uh, and kind of key relationships in this space, um, I, I wanted to do that. So if we could um, switch gears a little bit and talk a little bit more about some of the core areas uh, of, of Care Merge. And I know um, just no, knowing knowing you all here and, and, and Kim, you on the phone, um, I know it's going to be kind of hard to, to, to rein in the excitement about some of the um, more <laughs> more innovative uh, you know, kind of, kind of uh, forward-thinking things, um, but, but you know, I'll, I'll challenge you to just maybe bring it back to, um, for the purposes of, of, of these next few questions here, just some of the core areas. Because I, I, again, working with communities directly, working with life enrichment directors, community life people, health and wellness navigators, executive directors and administrators, I find myself having to remind them about the core, about the basics, really. Um, before they get too excited or too overwhelmed or too confused even uh, when they're thinking about all types of providers in this space, I find myself needing to remind them, let's, let's rewind a little bit, let's slow down, and let me refresh you on, on, on really some of the core areas of, of what CareMerge has to offer. So, um, and, and, and Mary, if you wanna jump in and, and, and take this, I think that'd be great. So when you think about, again, community engagement, resident engagement, Calendar Central, um, uh, how, how would you sort of summarize some of those, those core features, if you will? So the core features, um, I'm with you on this, is that especially in implementation and onboarding a customer, they're not going, you know, we, that's the first thing we need to do is implement the core features in order for CareMerge Voice to work or CareMerge TV or any of those exciting opportunities that we have or digital display. We need 
Calendar Central to be functioning properly. We need community engagement to have you know, content that's valuable to the residents. And for family engagement, you know, we need to make sure we're at a good cadence for messaging family members. Um, so we have, I just mentioned them all, and we're, we're still enhancing all of these products too. Calendar Central has had a lot, you know, Kim can probably speak to how much work her team has done um, with our Calendar Central s solutions um, from, you know, being able to download a PDF and make a bunch of changes in order for it to fit a certain format or so that you're not changing things too much for a resident when you're printing out that calendar and giving it to them. Um, you know, that's still the core of who we are is in that calendar. But the beauty of it is that it's an engine that's going to go to the resident app or to community engagement, the digital display, or to voice. You're putting it in one spot, but that one spot's got to be perfect in order for everything else to flow properly. So, so let's take those one at a time here, just kind of rapid fire, just to give people again a sense of what we're talking about. So um, let's start with Calendar Central, okay. uh, because again, when I think about, aside from some of the bigger picture stuff, Nancy, that you were talking about, uh, and this goes back to sort of the beginning of why somebody might even consider a quote unquote mm -hmm. resident portal solution is to meet a need, a very functional need of yeah. like a life enrichment director mm -hmm. or community life services director because they need to produce a calendar, right? That's that that's going to literally help them with their job. So that's why somebody, you know, 10 years ago maybe thought about, um, you know, getting on board with with a solution like this. So so. Um, Give me like the, the, the top three things, and, and Kim, feel free to jump in here as well, because um, um, I know this is yeah, so this close, is this, is, this is close to what you guys do, but give me like your top three when you think about, yes, Calendar Central is there to produce a calendar, but it can also do, fill in those blanks for me. What would be the top three things that you're um, today, present day, most excited about when you think about um, Calendar Central? Well, it can also do attendance tracking, which is a huge time saver for staff efficiency. It can give the family members who are subscribed to the app that light touch, some joy in their day, understanding how their loved ones are engaged with those programs and services. And then if, you know, going back to our true north where the resident experience is at the center, what we've done today and we'll continue to build on is, you know, when you have residents, especially this, um, the residents who are moving into independent settings who are able to embrace this time, this kind of me time, um, and a sense of vitality and purpose. What Calendar Central does, which is really important for them, is it gives them a personalized view of what their programs, entertainment, services look like, what they want to participate in, and you know, gives them all the control they need to manage that um, those lifestyle components. Yeah, that's that's a great um, kind of summary of of some of what you remain excited about with that with that core feature. Um, if somebody, if you had to give someone kind of a one sentence description on what community engagement is, how would you define that? Uh, I would describe community engagement as everything a resident uh, access to everything a resident needs to take advantage of the great community programs and services. And then similar to Calendar Central, what are kind of like the top three things with community engagement that really has you guys excited, happy, 
and if you need to make it a top five list, Mary, she's a, she, she, she's, she's, she's ready to jump out of her seat here. If you have to make that a top five, that's cool. You can do that. Um, but, but just give me a, a, at least a few things that, again, because, um, again, the community engagement, when I think about even just kind of the visual of that, again, it's what people think about when they consider, uh, and I'm still stuck in my old school terminology, but, you know, sort, sort of a resident portal type solution. So when you think about, but here's kind of what, what, what makes us, you know, better, different, um, kind of um, a, a bit more enhanced than maybe some of the other folks in the space, what are some of those, like, you know, three, four, five things that come to mind for you guys? Well, it's so interactive and through our integrations and our partnerships with some of the leading brands in this space, residents can use community engagement, whether it's mobile or web solutions for things like work orders, dining reservations, meal plan balance. So as they're active and mobile on the go, they have all those things available to them at their fingertips without multiple sign-ons and things like that. Um, I think that residents on community engagement, they, especially for new residents, it's a way for them to find each other, um, to share their own hobbies and interests. And I think the way we do that with, for example, an integration like One Day is a much um, more rich and meaningful experience where you have this very compelling video autobiography and residents can connect with one another so much faster than an old school style directory. Um, and, you know, I think voice and other AI applications will continue to be a common theme probably through this podcast and beyond, but um, voice as a user experience um, to, for convenience purposes, and also to um, add a whole other group of residents to the community engagement experience who um, found it difficult to access that in the past. I think those things make us um, pretty unique. Uh, and the LCS residents have responded to that just in mobile app usage this year. It's, you know, they're responding to these features and these interactions with, you know, 50% higher uh, levels of logins and engagement throughout this year. So the buzz lately, I think, has been where where we're getting good positive feedback is the robustness of the resident profile. And as Kim said, how they find each other and interests, marrying those interests against providing those as inputs to the programming um, has been has gotten a lot of excitement lately. And, you know, what Kim touched on in terms of we, we go back to this platform approach. In order to have a, a great experience for residents and staff and to bring these capabilities into the community and adopt it, highly adopt the community, we have to have a platform approach so that we can incorporate key partners like a point of sale system or a resident video system. So that just it sort of underscores what I think makes us, it was our strength um, and makes us unique in terms of we've really, really done it is our platform approach and our open architecture to, to be able to be able to integrate. Well, and and from a very practical perspective, uh, and Kim, I appreciate you um, again, sort of going through that list. I'm sure you, you you could have listed off others, but 
between things like your native applications that are both resident and staff facing, between kind of the updated list of third-party integrations um, that, again, either bring a convenience value or a life enrichment value, or, again, that, that list could sort of go on. I, I just think it's so important because, you know, certainly within LCS, I mean, we have folks that, again, you know, five, six, seven years ago maybe, um, you know, were open to um, a, a, a sort of a solution like this. Um, they were doing their homework and maybe, you know, there were things that maybe weren't there that are there now, right? And so I, I think that's so important because, again, the, the things change, things evolve, things get better. Um, and so I think this is such a great opportunity to remind some of those people of, you know, um, uh, here's here's kind of the latest and greatest and what maybe um, wasn't a feature is now a feature or it was a feature but now it's enhanced in a certain way again all of those things are important to um, as people are thinking about which path to go down, you know, some of the specifics that are being offered. And that can get lost in the shuffle sometimes. Sometimes we just take for granted that people are going to do the homework or uh, um, kind of seek to understand um, what some of the latest and greatest is, but that's not always the case. So. And I think um, another piece that's really important that maybe is taken for granted because we have had it for a while is the staff and resident communication with each other, whether that's through messaging. Residents can message um, staff members at the community and allow them to email right back um, so they have that one-on-one -on -one interaction or even the staff to residents through announcements and making sure to get information out as quick as possible. I mean, how many times have activities changed or um, there's a fire drill coming up and we don't want to panic the community or, you know, now we have this platform where it can send a push notification to their device to let them know that there's a new announcement that's been posted by the community. And um, residents, if they're hosting their own poker night with their friends, they have an easy way to just send an email to say, hey, I need this room on this day. Um, so it's really bringing them together, but in a more efficient manner. And I that's one of the pieces in implementation that we see the most and um, we like to talk about the most. Um, and that's part of those care packages that uh, Nancy brought up with best practices. We try to remind, remind staff members that all the capabilities that they have with residents that might be a time saver on their end too. Mm -hmm. um, so through, we have a community engagement care package that takes them through what are some common pages that you should put on your site, on your resident portal, um, for lack of a better word, but on community engagement, what are the most common ones? And then we even say, go out and survey your residents. What else do they want to see? Um, and giving them the information and being proactive about it instead of the resident always having to come downstairs and ask about different things going on, either in the community, like the actual community, or in the city that they're in as well. So. Right. And, and, and just to, again, kind of clarify for, for the listeners, when when you hear the term kind of care packages as far as care merge is concerned, um, the, the way, no, it's fine. The, the way that, that, that that's kind of the point where uh, for, for, for folks just to kind of know what that is, because I when I think about the last you know year and a half for you guys in particular, maybe even a couple of years, time flies. Um, that to me has, has always been one of the more exciting things, because any tech based solution, whether it's uh, again, the, the list can sort of go on. If it doesn't have that sustainability, regardless of how amazing it might be, it will fizzle out. And, and, and again, we've seen this in the industry, within communities, just over the years where, uh, and I sometimes chuckle, where it's like, well, it, 
I don't know that it was the solution, guys, as much as it was your ability to kind of not only have a strong rollout, but have um, effective sustainability um, indefinitely. That this can't be something that just goes on for weeks or months or even a couple of years. It truly needs to be a part of your community's culture if it's going to be sustained, and and it won't. It, it can't it can't do it on its own. So um, things like your care packages that. Um, and people might be thinking about when they were in college and mom and dad kind of sent them a little <laughs> a little basket there. That's I, at least that's, I where, that's where my brain goes when I yep when I think about care packages, that's, that's kind of where my mind goes. but 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 through the you know kind of care merge terminology, it's your it's your way of helping them have an effective launch and really sustain that enthusiasm behind uh, remaining engaged with the solution and whether that's content based or um, uh, again, just other ways of making sure residents stay involved. We want it to be implemented into their day-to-day, -day, um, and not just because you know we're CareMerge and we want that. It's because we want them to see the value out of CareMerge and what it can do. And the only way to do that is to ingrain it and, and put it into their culture um, daily. So switching gears a little bit, I, I really appreciate that overview with, again, just sort of the, the, the core features, if you will, because I, I think that's just so important to let to remind people what those are and within those to let people know here is the latest and greatest within that. Um, but when you think about, again, some of the other more recent, and, and again, I feel like you guys have been sprinting the last you know year and a half in particular, a couple of years um, with some of these, and I wouldn't even say it as, 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 as playing catch up as much as you mentioned this earlier, Nancy taking your time to really do it the right way and and kind of focusing on the things that are going to be the most meaningful and not just for the sake of doing it um, but because it is core to, to your mission and what you want to accomplish so uh, in my mind the ones that come to mind are voice um, digital signage and in-house TV uh, and there might be others um, so feel free to, to, to sort of jump in uh, but talk a little bit about um, how you're executing on those areas in particular, like, like how, how that looks and feels within that. Because again, and, and I'll use voice as an example, everyone is doing voice. Mm -hmm. Everybody has some voice component to what they're putting out there. Mm -hmm. And whether it's a portal provider, whether it's um, you know a telemedicine solution, it, it, it's getting really confusing for people sure. to kind yeah. of make sense of that. So, so help shed some clarity on how CareMerge is leveraging voice, what voice means to you. And you can do this with, again, some of these other categories as well, so. So I think if we go back to the beginning of the, our conversation, just because we can build it doesn't mean we should build it, right? So let's talk about voice. Um, our approach for voice, when, when we first contemplating how do you execute a voice strategy, we, we identified two things. One, how do you do it in a way that's scalable and secure? Because the way I set up my Alexa at home is not a scalable approach for a 40-acre campus with 1,000 residents. Uh, and so um, you know, our, our technical leader, Fahad Aziz, really dug into this problem and started our relationship with Alexa to integrate our voice strategy into their Alexa for Hospitality fleet management capabilities. And that has made all the difference. I have been in several client conversations where they say this is a game changer because I need a common place to manage this from. 
The other uh, benefit that working so closely with Alexa brings us is if you're a company developing private skills, you need to signify those skills in some way, shape, or form. So think about you know, Alexa, ask Pandora, play Pandora, you know, you're signifying Pandora. We have, because we're working so closely with Alexa and the Alexa for Hospitality team, we now can bring our skills to the market in a way that the resident doesn't have to indicate, I'm looking for community information. Our skill is smart enough to know which questions are geared for the community and which questions are geared for the public domain at large. And that has made all the difference from an adoption perspective. So that's how we have looked at some of these new technology initiatives. TV has been around forever. And we, we were having intense conversations when I first got here. Should we do it? Should we not do it? Should we do it? Should, and how do we do it? So you know, now that you've got partners out there that we can work with to syndicate content through the internet and you have smart TVs, now we have a way to do it and, and that it delivers an even better experience than what some of the solutions are on the market that were there on the market two years ago when we were having this should we, shouldn't we, should we, shouldn't we conversation. So, um, and we knew that we could, we could do it, it would be cumbersome, it would be clunky, it would be very hardware intensive, mm -hmm. and we need to find a good, clean way that, to use your words, are sustainable. So, uh, you know, there's shiny object technology um, uh, tendencies out there, right? Mm -hmm. you, you get that draw, that pull to do it. But we try to stand back and say, okay, how do we do this in a way that really is scalable, secure, and sustainable? Kim, what did I miss? So and maybe Kim, let, let me let me just cue you up for that maybe yeah. um, because I think I, I think for for our listeners, my sort of point of, of encouragement is again when you think about whether it's voice or digital signage or in-house TV stations, I think the point is not all are created equal, right? And and as a executive director, as a community life services director, um, whomever is kind of vetting some of these solutions. Uh, and, and, and in fairness to them, maybe it's not as well explained. So this is the opportunity to kind of oh, it's very it. hard. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's hard. You know, they, they just see okay, they got voice, they got voice. Boxes yeah. are yeah. checked, right? Yeah, yeah. And so, so, uh, and, and Kim, feel free to jump in. But um, and, and I appreciate Nancy, you getting into the details there with things like fleet management and sort of skill assignment, and and, and again, sort of the, the nuts and bolts to it, because I do think some of our community staff is in the weeds in that sense, right? They're looking to understand, well, what makes voice here better or different or more appropriate um, than voice, you know, um, uh, from, from someone else. So I appreciate your, your um, explanation on that, using that same um, kind of application, how would you describe your sort of enhanced value proposition or your differentiation as it relates to the in-house TV? Because I know that's something that you're excited about as well. Well, thanks for asking. And there were two things that um, when Nancy was sharing her thoughts on it that stood out to me that I'd like to underscore. One is around content and the other is around sustainability because something that's core to our approach with voice digital sign and in-room TV, there is a lot of noise out there. And so I would encourage community life directors when you're thinking about communication and resident engagement, you already know that content is king, 
right? Content is king. We, whether we're communicating through paper, whatever the media is, and what makes, hopefully what makes CareMerge a sticky technology and a sticky brand is that it doesn't matter to us what the box is, uh, like the, the device du jour. It is about how we enable the creation of great content. So for voice, for digital sign and in-room TV, it's about, well, when we think about that community life director and staff experience, because even though residents and family members are, are content creators, we still see a lot of, um, you know, the burden and the expectation on staff to curate great content for different service levels. So think about how um, technology that understands the nuances of communication, audience, and information in independent, assisted, and memory care settings, that something, that attention to detail, of course, means a lot in how you demonstrate to your consumers that you really understand what they want and how they want to access it. So digital sign and in-room TV are examples where we think we have um, not only affordable, but we've, we're using the most modern technology and we're reducing the amount of time it takes for staff to create content. We're aggregating content from the entire planet, not just your community, not just CareMerge's products, but we're bringing great content in for into this product and we're sharing it in ways that meet our our eye and our expectations for the sophistication and the quality of video, the quality of animations and things like that. So no matter if it's voice, digital sign or in-room TV, we're making it so much faster for staff to provide great content that's tailored to your audience. And if you really zoom in and inspect the technology or the vendors, I think something that we've um, put a lot of focus and attention on is that staff experience. So we make it really easy for, for uh, communities to create content that is accessible through voice, but you could have the best voice assistant or skill. And if there isn't in interesting and compelling data that you're connecting them to, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I think one of the mo one of the more powerful things you just said, Kim, and, and again, um, this being kind of audio, it's hard for people to to truly understand that. So I appreciate the 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 examples, but I think a takeaway point for folks is to take the time to zoom in. <laughs> that that that's a very uh, um, kind of real. Um, thing that as people are thinking about, and this probably applies to all tech-based solutions, but again, specific to some of these um, resident engagement um, solutions, is to take the time and really become an educated, wise consumer, uh, because again, there are differences uh, between how folks are doing this. And ask the questions. Yeah. You know, I think in the sales process that we have here at CareMerge, you know, we want our clients, we actually, they can ask the questions, but we give as much information up front as possible on, you know, because there is going to be some level of um, concern on how are we going to get all these devices out to a thousand residents, you know, so ask us how we want to do it and challenge that vendor that you're talking to or that solution that you're talking to because they should have the answers for you and it should be specific to help 
to help you guide how you want it to roll out. You know, there's always, you always know your community better than we do, but we can bring some ideas to the table and we can work as a team to get it implemented and successful. So um, always challenge and ask those questions that maybe you think you should know, but it's okay that you don't. Yeah, no, I, I think that's that. That's a great sort of empowering way. Uh, we sort of use that same approach when it comes to people looking for a community, right? <laughs> uh, again, we feel we're you know um, top of the list as it relates to places to retire. So um, we're that confident, similar to your approach, Mary, where we encourage people to ask those tough, challenging questions because um, you know we can we can provide you with that with that solution. So that's a great um, great uh, um, point of encouragement. Um, so we talked about some of the, again, sort of some of the core um, functionality, some of the more recent um, things that you guys are excited about. Are there any um, specific um, features or functionality um, that you guys are are excited about when you think about, you know, the next kind of year or so, uh, maybe even a couple of years um, that, that you um, feel comfortable kind of sharing with our listeners? In the short term, I think for LCS listeners who are familiar with Calendar Central and you have some printing needs, um, I think you know we're comfortable sharing that we'll, we're doing a soft launch of a printing service that connects directly from Calendar Central, meets your needs for things like poster size, calendars, um, newsletters, and monthly calendar printouts and undercuts the market. So you can save some time, save some money, and directly be able to order those things from Merge and have them shipped directly to your community. And then beyond that, we're, we would like to churn out um, very quickly some voice experiences that will hopefully bring smiles to residents' faces and help broaden the set of use cases currently available through Merge Voice. Um, within a one-year frame, we're going to take, I hope, take business intelligence and reporting to a different level, um, especially for our engagement products and what we think of or what we would expect for um, reports available for community engagement, calendars, wellness and family engagement. And, um, you know, building on that business intelligence piece, not only did we start last year, but we're really picking up momentum on some specific things in 2020 are additional AI applications. So voice plus some more intelligence um, built into alerts, the personalization pieces for um, wellness teams as well as for residents. So those are the things that come to my mind, both short term and, you know, 2020, 2021. And uh, so Josh, what would you like to add about our upcoming voice, um, voice release? Yeah, so um, with our partnership with Amazon Alexa, as Nancy was kind of talking about, we're able to strike that ask my community from the um, from a resident asking for community information, which on the surface level doesn't feel like you know that big of a deal, but for a resident and somebody asking for it, it's a huge deal. And that's why we go to these uh, communities and ask these questions because we want to build a better solution for them. So striking that where, Alexa, what's new today? Alexa, what's my daily briefing? Alexa, what are some of my events? Alexa, what are the announcements? 
all of that is going to make a huge impact on their ability to get uh, community information and become more connected to their community and have a greater independence. Like I talked about that story with George. Um, it's just fantastic to see that and see that it's making a real difference. Um, we did an awesome video shoot with Friendship Village. You could go to our website and check it out. It shows uh, uh, residents utilizing that type of functionality. It shows Ken, who's their director of life from Richmond, talking about the value that he sees from uh, utilizing Alexa for hospitality and how he can individualize every room and the ability uh, to be innovative with uh, uh, Cambridge Voice and Amazon. So it's really exciting. And I'm going to rewind a little bit too on the Ask My Community. So um, just to talk a little bit about what it is and what the problem really was. So you know, in order to get the Cambridge information on activities, announcements going on, what's on the menu, you had to queue, you know, echo, ask my community. And when you are working with residents, we're working with residents and I'm in front of them. And, you know, we go through an Alexa 101 before we even touch Cambridge voice as a skill. And you want, they're struggling. It's their first time using voice, um, typically not all residents, but typically it is their first time using voice and you want them to get comfortable with it. And for them to even remember to say echo first is a little difficult. So then you add ask my community and you know they trip over their words and they get lost in it, forget what they can ask. And it, it was a challenge. It was a challenge to get adopted with the ask my community. Eventually, the more you use it, it becomes second nature, but it was a challenge we wanted to remove because we wanted the residents to fully adopt not only Cambridge Voice, but voice in general. And this really helps with training them on that process. So it was this was a common challenge across all communities that residents would say, I hate saying ask my community, please take it away. And um, now because of our partnership and um, we are really excited to announce and I'm really excited, you know, We've told some of our clients under the hood, but you know we're really excited to announce to all of our clients that this is going away. And I believe that residents are just, I mean, they might throw a party <laughs> in some communities, um, especially at Friendship yeah. Village of Kalamazoo. Um, so they're gonna be really excited and uh, we're really excited to help grow this and become more successful. And it's just, we're just skimming the surface on what we're gonna be able to do. Well, and, and, and those are great examples on even just like small steps that make, that make a big difference, right? And so it, it doesn't always have to be like a new large partnership or a new you know, third-party integration, um, you're really probably making a bigger impact um, with some of these kind of micro changes here and there. So I think that's, that's exciting. To circle back on the resident is our, um, the resident is our, is our reasoning and our core purpose for everything that we do. Yeah, and, and I think it goes back to, to, Tony, a point you made is about checking the box. You know, if somebody just looked at, hey, you have a skill, you have a skill, and didn't ask those tough questions you were talking about, Mary, they would miss that that critical um, functionality within our skill for them to utilize. So just checking the box just isn't going to do it. So ask those tough questions because then you'll see which one kind of stands on top. Yeah, how does it actually translate to the usage and to the experience? Exactly. A real world um, example of that was um, in our early testing, we we had Cambridge Voice in front of a resident focus group, and we were testing out just asking, querying Alexa about things on the activities calendar. And in our one of our first trials, a resident said, "You know, uh, Echo, you know, what's on the activities calendar?" And 
one of the questions that you don't think to ask is how will you handle service levels again? And residents were so annoyed because uh, Alexa responded with 35 activities uh, instead of just the ones that pertain to who am I? What's on my calendar today? Not what's on the global calendar of the entire campus. Yeah, that's exciting. And um, the other examples, Kim, that you talked about again over the next couple of years that you're thinking about are, are also exciting. Um, you know, th- throughout our conversation, um, you you all have alluded a little bit to, again, just some of the specific communities. Um, I, I want to highlight that a little bit, though, as we, as we start to wrap up here. Um, are there any success stories, uh, you know, just from, from your LCS book of business and that portfolio, and whether it's our life plan communities or rental communities, again, you guys are in, in um, dozens of our communities across the country. Is there anything that comes to mind when you think about, hey, this was a really cool experience or, you know, they're, they're definitely leveraging this. And, and I'll go back to a lot of what Nancy was saying earlier. Again, you have this sort of theoretical goal and mission on how you want to make that positive impact in the, in the lives of the residents. Does anything come to mind um, for you guys? Um, so I'll, you know, Friendship Village of Kalamazoo, we've talked about through a lot of this and um, they were, they are a huge Cambridge Voice adopter and I, I really have to give credit to the staff at Friendship Village of Kalamazoo because um, they, they took it and ran and they understood that um, some residents would be nervous about it, so, you know, some residents may, may be uncertain about it and um, they grew it slowly, which was great because we put some devices in some common areas. They built up the momentum, um, created some buzz in the community, and now they're at a hundred devices and growing. You know, um, so they're a huge success story for the Cambridge Voice skill, and I think um, their buy-in to voice and the way that we all launched together was a huge success. Um, so I do recommend going out to our website and watching that Friendship Village of Kalamazoo video that we did to learn a little bit more about them. Um, other communities, I mean, LCS communities, we have so many. They're all very different, but um, you know, we have Brandon Wild, who is using our digital display. They actually piloted our digital display, which was really exciting, and then decided to keep it. So <laughs> that's always a good sign, right? Um, and they're actually looking to add more screens, um, you know, within their community, um, along with, um, this will be kind of the last one that I want to go through is Henry Ford, going back to some of that, those core features, their residents are using it for groups and hosting events and socializing with each other through that, through community engagement. Um, and I don't think a lot of communities are taking advantage of that. Um, and it's such an important feature of community engagement is that it's not just for staff members to put out community information, but allow them to meet together and um, have friends and groups and things that they want to do and be independent in creating those. So, um, and I think we have, um, I want to talk a little bit about net promoter score and um, family satisfaction, especially on the rental side. Um, and we have Delaney at Georgetown. Kim, do you want to talk a little bit about the their NPS success? So let me start with, you know, what is Net Promoter Score? If you're not familiar with NPS, think of it as a one-question survey that is used in multiple industries. It is not specific to senior living, but it's a way to measure customer satisfaction, customer happiness. And so if LCS communities like the Delaney at Georgetown, if you're using the family engagement NPS feature, 
what that means is that periodically family members um, get a push notification on their on their um, iOS or Android app, and it says, "How likely are you to recommend this community, not the CareMerge app? How likely are you to recommend this community to a friend?" And they give it a score of zero to ten. So the global scale for Net Promoter Score (NPS) says that the rule is your detractors or those who are going to rate you um, zero to six. Your passive or neutral consumers or customers would give you a seven to eight rating. And your promoters are those who give you a nine or 10. So the bar is high for what it means to really promote that community, the experience which um, you all invest so much in. And um, so you can have a negative NPS score. So the range of a community score could be negative 100 to positive 100. Um, so obviously we want a positive score. And, um, so I mentioned that this is used outside of senior living. So for example, brands that we think of having high customer satisfaction, like Apple or Amazon, their NPS score is 69, which is, um, world-class, you know, really, really good. Yeah. So, um, at the Delaney at Georgetown, so a rental example their family members are getting this survey question and the Delaney at Georgetown saw an NPS score of 73, which is, again, it's world-class over a hundred family members were submitting this feedback. And it was such a meaningful success story for us to hear about because not only does it speak volumes to what they're doing at that community, but it also underscores the team sport element and the collaboration that goes into providing a great experience, sharing that experience with sales and marketing teams and celebrating those successes because they invest so much into providing high quality care communication across the board. So it was a great way for their team to, you know, recognize that, celebrate that success and share it in a way that other people could understand very, very quickly. Here's a numeric score. And, um, yeah, I, <laughs> There is a correlation between, there is a positive correlation between staff communication. So the way the teams use CareMerge um, mobile apps to safely and securely share family messages and announcements, it is positively correlated with that family satisfaction, that family net promoter score. So it again helped to reinforce why does this matter? Why does it matter to them? Well, family referrals are such a huge part of what it means to have a successful organization or a successful company. So I, I love that success story. That, that's a, that, that's a great example. And, um, going back to some of your community success stories, Mary, you know, I have the, the pleasure of seeing a lot of our communities throughout the course of a given year. I'm out there working with them, um, both rental and life plan. And, uh, I'm always the, just sort of uh, impressed um, with how they decide to leverage, yeah, you know, their their specific care merge solution. And whenever I see a kiosk somewhere, or you know, the, the digital signage, or again, um, selfishly, what's important to me is how um, communities, um, you know, put out their 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 signature branded wellness programs. That's kind of near and dear to my heart. So when I see them connect the dots with um, some of the communication tools and some of the engagement um, platforms that you guys provide them with, that that to me speaks to success as well. So. 
um, and, and Kim, your um, NPS example there is a great one. And again, let's bring it back to the basics, right? You know, rewind about a decade plus and why somebody even uh, wanted to, you know, have like a resident portal type solution to Kim's point. It's because that communication from staff to resident, resident to resident, and we talked earlier about, you know, the evolution of paper and whatnot. Uh, it's because it's important, right? And so um, I would agree with that correlation. Uh, so thank, thank you guys for sharing that. Um, any closing comments from anybody? No, I think I just want to say that, you know, thanks for this opportunity, um, you know, and if there are any communities that are listening right now and feel like there's a product that we talked about that they want to learn more about, or maybe you're not using some of these features that you know you have, please reach out to us. You know, again, um, as part of the client success team, we want we really want to see them adopt it and see the value in CareMerge. And if there's a piece that you're missing, um, we're happy to jump on board and help you with that and guide you through it. And th that's a great call to action. Um, you want to share your email address? Um, it's Mary, M-A-R-Y, dot Jean Grassi, G-I-A-N-G-R-A-S-S-E, at caremerge.com. Feel free to email me. Um, I am leaving on maternity leave soon, so but you will get an auto reply, um, and I'll point you to the right direction. But um, we definitely want to hear from you, want, um, and we want to hear your feedback too. So it's not just about getting you adopted. If there's challenges that you're having today, um, you know, please bring that to my attention. I want to say thank you for the opportunity. Yeah. Yeah, and and uh, the partnership that we enjoy with LCS, you know. Um, you and Craig and the team have been so good to us and helpful at helping us understand your culture mm -hmm. so that we fit into it well. And, um, you know, we, we believe and we know that we, we have to earn our clients' business every day. So um, we appreciate the, the openness and transparency that we have with you all, the ability to share what we're excited about mm -hmm. and uh, learn more about where your direction is going. So thank you so much. All right. Well, I would like to thank uh, Nancy, Mary, Josh, and Kim uh, for their time today. Uh, and thank you to our listeners uh, for checking out this episode of the LCS Health Services Division podcast. Thanks, everyone. Legal disclaimer. Life Care Services LLC is not engaged in rendering legal advice. Therefore, any information provided in this podcast, although intended to be correct, is also not intended to replace or supersede the advice of your legal counsel. Also, thank you to Ben Sounds for the music provided in this podcast. Mm -hmm.